Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Labor Day 2021. Greetings to all of you victims of the Facebook AI algorithm. Ah, I'm sorry. What happened with the algorithm? Do people? I was about to say, rarely am I like without words at the, well, now, on the onset of the show because you're breaking news to me, buddy. Okay, now this is something that I actually sent you guys, but you know, you guys never get what I send. I, I you know, I mean, I don't I know, know. I know. I, I know. Why. I know why. Yeah, because uh, of Spotify. Yeah, because oh, yeah, Spotify yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously. Uh, I can't believe you guys don't know about this because when we were having the little discussion before the show, I was thinking, they haven't heard this. Oh, dude, you sent it Saturday <laughs> yeah. at 836. I did. I'll right tell you what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was otherwise incapacitated at that time, I think. Yeah, yes. here's, here's the thing. If you, you can tell me the most fucked up shit ever, uh, if you want to make sure that I won't even notice it, send it at like 830 p.m. on a college football saturday and i'll never see it that, Sorry, well, Doug. okay well let's let's explain <laughs> okay. let's explain what happened please there was a video of some black guys brawling oh i just read the headline and the facebook <laughs> ai <laughs> facebook and their brilliant algorithm oh, labeled them as primates <laughs> yeah oh i did glance at that <laughs> labeled them as primates fighting yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm seeing this right now. Holy fuck. <laughs> I thought I was just so stoned that I just imagined that. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked. When I first saw the headline, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And here, we, and, and just a mere seven months after Black History Month, uh-huh. and just a, a mere less months after Juneteenth, how dare uh, Facebook? It's insane. Do they not it's understand amazing. the sensitive world that we live in? It's amazing. That they help create? Yeah, not not only are you know people racist, but the algorithms that they write are also yeah. racist. <laughs> well, they're written by racist. It's okay. racist math. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first paragraph of this story that you sent because I'm just now hearing I, this. Uh, go ahead and read it. Facebook it. users who recently watched a video featuring black men. The B in black is capitalized, so you know that they are coming. <laughs> yes. They are coming with respect. <laughs> Those users who recently watched a video featuring black men were served an automated prompt that asked if they'd like to, quote, keep seeing videos about primates, unquote. <laughs> a mistake the social network called unacceptable, unacceptable. in statements to news outlets. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, if you could, if you could say, if, if you would have told me Facebook would do the most racist thing that I've seen in... I, I don't know. Yeah, probably twenty years at least. Oh my um, god! I would have I would have guessed you wrong, but dude, they should name they should change their name from Facebook to Basedbook because uh, <laughs> that shit is fucking. Uh, I, I think they're trying to carry on White Boy Summer into the fall and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Facebook. Well, Facebook, you basic. <laughs> yeah, you. You basic ass bitch. But so yeah, just, when, when when you guys didn't respond to it, I was like, they didn't see this. No. And yeah, so yeah. I was like, I can't wait. 
Well, till, till the podcast because <laughs> if they don't see it till the, and i knew when we were talking right before yeah no, no I, idea. there was no mention of it i was like oh yeah these fuckers don't know any of this <laughs> well now i want to see the video <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the first thing you want you want to see the video hmm. but i didn't get to see the video i couldn't find the video mm. well but now now that they got called out for it they probably had to bury it deep right deep, deep into the internet but that was a uh yeah Way to go, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, I, I thought you were going to do something about, hello, you know, hello to all you collegiate something, <laughs> you know. Well, it is football season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. But, uh, yeah, and it also, today is Labor Day. So, yes, happy Labor Day to all of you uh, laborers out there. All the working times. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I took it the wrong way today and worked. And labored. Yes. Yeah, I did labor. Although, uh, very uh, lucratively, may, may I say. Oh. Yeah, we'll just rub it in. Yeah. I hey. Yeah. Hey. I, you buy the, <laughs> you're buying dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I got a lot of funny things I want to say, but uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be Facebook over here. Oh, please. No, don't, no. Don't, <laughs> no, it's dead. <laughs> I don't mean, them. I guess if blacks are primates, I mean, what would I be? <laughs> you know. All's I have hey, Frenchy Jew. Jew. Yes. <laughs> All I know is that it's it is funny because it seems like those who try to tiptoe the softest around these inflammatory words and scenarios are always the first ones, or not the first ones, but the most egregious line steppers. Yes, they create mm. their own line and then they just say, "Let's play hopscotch over yep. this bitch." Yep, they bowl right over it. And, and then, like they, I said, that Facebook would have been the last thing I would have thought of to. Have something like this happen, you know, because they're so woke yeah. that uh, it's just not even. Well, they blame it on their AI. Of it, course. Because they're, they're saying, we're hands off over here, man. We're, it's a computer running the system. We don't have anything to do with it, bruh. It's like, oh, okay. So how did my shit from almost a year ago just finally get zapped? Riddle me this. Riddle me this. If... Uh, if our fine listeners haven't realized yet, this is Jim speaking. Um, if you notice a difference in why I don't sound like I normally do, it's because that as of about 24 to 36 hours ago, I didn't have a voice because I left that bitch in Charlotte. So just off the top, hooray, football's back. Yes. Ladies and gents. And not just like NFL doesn't start until this coming weekend. Um, we're not cheering for that. Fuck that. I'm it's, looking forward to it. Well, yeah, you know, you're, this is a democracy. You got outvoted. <laughs> see how that, see how awesome democracy is? <laughs> college football. College, college, baby. Officially kicked off. I know they had like what they call week zero the week before this past weekend, right, but right. they should just, uh, if I have a gripe about college football is that they try to get too cute. Well, they try to do a little preseason, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all throwaway games. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's not the official kickoff. Right. That is like the, hey, are you tired of watching really boring preseason NFL games where none of the guys that you're watching are even going to make a fucking difference this year? Like, statistically speaking, 99% of the people that you're watching, you will forget before the season actually kicks off. It's a waste of fucking time. It's, it's uh, televised practice. I fucking hate it. The fact they even charge a ticket price to go see that bullshit is yet another reason why I hate the fucking NFL. Well, for me, it's the it's a 
football season is the is a is a double whammy for me. It's the end of baseball in the beginning of football. <laughs> so and, yeah, and this much closer, and it's like yes, and this much closer to NBA. Yeah. I know that's what you're oh, really no, pulling no, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what my shit heart on, really if you is. Shit on baseball, then I'm gonna make you an NBA level before <laughs> the fucking season starts. There you go. That's the fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> uh, good luck there, bro. Hey, I mean, it's a good time to jump on the bad bandwagon since the Hawks, you know, were close. Yeah, this is Atlanta. They're gonna suck ass this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But we don't give a fuck about the NFL. Fuck week zero. The real official start of the season was this past weekend, and it's still ongoing. In fact, as, as I was walking over here, Ole Miss and Louisville were coming out of halftime where Ole Miss were up 26 to nothing, and they're coachless. Their coach got the vid, even though he's 100% vaccinated and his team is 100% vaccinated. And Well, they're Ole Miss. He led the, commit, like the commitment to get the whole SEC vaccinated and Surprise, don't, surprise, surprise. He's got the damn COVID. So he's not even coaching. He's not even at the game. But uh, go, Rebels. Go, go, go SEC, kick a Cardinal. baby. Go kick a Cardinal. But the, the weekend kickoff started Thursday and went all the way up until and continuing as we're recording. And by God, it's my favorite weekend of the year because nobody's season is over. <laughs> some, well, some people's seasons. Are over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure before they start, right. yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. But it it was perfect. It was fucking perfect. You had Thursday night games where they were entertaining enough. Boise State and UCF, that was a fun thing to watch. Friday night, somebody played. I don't remember. I was on the road. Oh, it was UNC and Virginia Tech. I watched UNC, 10th ranked UNC, go down to unranked Virginia Tech from a brewery in somewhere outside of Charlotte on the <laughs> south side, getting hammered in some building I've never been in. And then uh, a buddy of mine, actually a guy who's on every episode of this podcast, but has never sat in during an episode. Hit the theme music, Doug. My buddy Tim and I went up to Charlotte to go watch them, their dogs, take on those little pesky Clemson Tigers up there uh, in Charlottetown. The Queen City is what they call it. And uh, we had a fucking jolly old time, screaming, yelling, getting sunburnt, um, and and drinking a lot of a lot of beer, like a college level of beer. And my lower back is still sore, and something tells me that's my kidneys tapping out. And the dogs finally got them one. <laughs> they did. You uh, finally got you one. Got you a big one too. I was happy for you guys. I was, I was. ecstatic. And uh. I was I was happy for the quarterback from Miami too. Uh, uh the, Derek King. The man that Derek had been King? talking shit all week mm-hmm. about how bad they were gonna beat Alabama. And that uh the you was back. Yeah. You back in Miami crying. Yeah. Uh that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, you back down to being oh, ranked yeah. uh south of twenty. Yeah. Somewhere I mean, it's not unusual to get raped if you're from Florida, but, you know, that's what happened. They got raped hey. by a giant elephant from Alabama. That's 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 been an epidemic over the last two decades. And, and we my look, God, I'm tired of it. We look really good for everybody that we lost last year, man. We look really good. This this game was fucking it was good. Oh, I yeah. dug it and I can't wait for Alabama and Georgia. It's coming. Get ready, fans. That's the game of the year right there. Yeah, because I don't see Auburn with a new coach being shit this year. I don't see LSU, who went out west to the Rose Bowl 
and got spanked by UCLA and their sissy blue, (laughs) which fucking, if you don't know what we're talking about, the head coach of LSU, Ed Ogeron, was quoted as saying when they got off their team bus or was near the stadium, he saw a UCLA fan or whatever, uh, and he said, he remarked upon the color of his shirt by saying, man, that's some sissy looking blue. Because UCLA is powder blue. All right. Very light blue. And then he goes into the stadium to get thoroughly stomped by UCLA for four quarters. And, and, now they're, and they're sissy blue. <laughs> and they're sissy blue. It was, he's not going to finish the season as head coach of LSU. In fact, if they have another outing like they had this past weekend, anytime before September's over, he won't be coaching in October. I can't believe he's still there. Period. I mean, especially with as good a program as LSU always has, they've hung with him for a while. Yeah. They've put up with a lot of shit from him. Well, I think that they were going to give him, no matter what, I think most every coach was going to get 2020, like like hot hot chair, hot seat free. Right. Like no coaches are going to get fired last year, and then some coaches did. But I think when you win a national championship in 2019 and the next season is the pandemic season – that's a freebie. You're not gonna you're not gonna lose your job there. However, if you come out of the gate in 2021 looking anything like you did in the middle of a fucking pandemic, when our expectation is national championship right. because you showed us that that is something that we can do around here, then yeah, he's shortest leash in the entire nation, shorter than Scott Frost in Nebraska. That's the only thing I'm curious about is who's going to get fired first. Frost out of Nebraska, who is statistically the worst coach that Nebraska has ever had, uh, who's only entering his fourth season, or Ed Ogeron at LSU for being a year and a half removed from a natty. God, the Cornhuskers are just dying for the 90s to return. There's a lot of teams are. Michigan oh, is. Yeah. Uh, Miami Michigan, is. Michigan played good. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good game. I watched most of it. There's a lot of blind spots in college football that uh, are going to be interesting to see if they're able to get out of their pothole that they've found themselves in. Um, you know, Penn State had a shit year last year, and they went into Wisconsin and won. So there's there were some interesting games. Um, Tulane and Oklahoma. We Tulane, talked about that was yeah. Tulane that was they they should have won that game. Now the interesting story surrounding that game was, you know, Tulane plays in the New Orleans Superdome. Right. And all teams from Louisiana had their games moved out of state. Now, LSU was already was always planning on going to the Rose Bowl to Pasadena right. to play, so they weren't right. they weren't affected. But Tulane was supposed to host Oklahoma, which to me is the most bizarre shit ever. Right. It it only was because of the stadium that they were able to play in, that being the Superdome, is the only reason why you'll see a school like Oklahoma play a school like Tulane on Tulane's field. So Tulane could not play in New Orleans. They had to, so they, instead of moving it to a neutral site, Oklahoma was like, I mean, uh, why don't you just come here and get your ass beat? Hmm? We'll pay you like, you know, half a mil, whatever. Come on in. And then Tulane took them to the fucking buzzer. To the end of the fucking game and only lost by five points. Five points, yes. And that was it, – it, it was awesome, man. Watching that game, I was like – because even before the game started, I was like, Oklahoma is not a top-ten team. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not a fucking top-ten team. And, and a lot of people were already preseason 
selecting them to be the national champion right. because they everybody the hype around it was they got their defense figured out. They're not going to be a big 12 defense this year. They they're the big boys now because you know they got that SEC moxie which uh sorry boys. That actually takes work. There's yeah. SEC teams that don't have SEC defenses. Oh yeah. And, and see yeah. honestly, I mean I I was um debating on whether to watch that game or not. And I I saw the score going into I believe it was the last part of the uh you know second quarter and you know Oklahoma was actually ahead a fair clip. And I noticed the score with like a minute left, and I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing, Oklahoma? Yeah, they were choking. They were choking bad on their home turf, which uh, does not help them in the rankings. That's going to come back to hurt them. A home win over a team like Tulane when you are the preseason selection of a handful of... And you only win by five points. Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's embarrassing. Exactly. Um, another one of the best games of the weekend was probably Notre Dame FSU because I was, I'm glad I'm so happy. I'm not a betting man. Uh, because That's a good game. I would have been screaming and pulling my hair out because Notre Dame had the lead and, you know, down there in Seminole nation down there in Tallahassee. And it was the it was the first game of the season, obviously, and they were doing their honors to Bobby Bowden, their their most famed coach, who just passed away recently this year. And so FSU was amped the fuck up, and you have a uh, a national, I guess I, I don't not powerhouse, but a national name in Notre Dame coming to play on your field. Well, you're basically when you're playing Notre Dame, you're playing the Catholic Church. Yeah. Florida State has been shit. For the better part of a decade, they fired a coach or two. They've had a lot of players transfer out. Uh, they're in shambles. Girls' school, they used to call it. Ooh, a girls' school. Ooh. Um, but I don't hate FSU. I, I like a lot of you know. I like a lot of their traditions. I like a lot of the players that have come out of that school. I grew up when they were really good. Uh, <clears throat> so I enjoy watching them in Miami and teams that weren't my teams. Besides, Tallahassee is a really fun city. I spent a few weekends down there during college, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's more fun cities in Florida, but uh, sure. you know, Tallahassee FSU, is a place. FSU was actually, I liked them for years, man, When they, especially when they went to the ACC. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're my ACC team now. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they had to leave the SEC because they couldn't win. So they go they go into the ACC and boom they're champions. <laughs> it's a, it was an amazing thing. It was an amazing thing to watch. So, but yeah, for a long time they were my team in the ACC, and then Clemson has made great strides and uh, just really good football, man. So that's all I care about is good games. Yep. I don't want to see a fucking lopsided blowout, which I see a lot. But when there's those good games, get ready, Bama. Fucking George is on the radar this year. That's yeah. that's going to be the game. You yeah, know, that's going to be the game this year. No doubt. It's it's we're only one game in, but it's pretty well lined up. That I don't see any other outcome as far as teams that are going to be in the SEC championship. Yeah. other than Alabama and Georgia, Florida. Uh, yeah, sure. Whatever they beat FAU at home, don't care. You're running dual quarterbacks. If you're running two quarterbacks, that means you don't have a quarterback. Right. Um, so fuck Florida forever. Uh, so yeah, but 
Alabama did what they were supposed to do. And Alabama did what they've done for like the last 10 years. Right. Where if they're going to go up against an out-of-conference opponent, it's going to be at a neutral site. Saban will not go to another out-of-conference home stadium and play. Hasn't done it since they went up to Penn State in like 09. Right. Um, and that was only because that game was scheduled before he even got there. Right. Once he got there, he said, that shit's fucking over. I'm not doing what North Carolina just fucking did. Right, right. Being a 10th ranked team and going and getting waxed by an unranked team because their stadium right. atmosphere is so fucking loud. Because he knows that, hey, the I can coach these guys up and I can have the best scheme, but th- we're talking about 18 to 22-year-olds that they hear that loud shit, they might, they oh, might yeah. lose their composure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, when you're talking about first or second year people, I mean, just being in front of that kind of crowd and also understanding the TV crowd that you've got on top of it, that's got to be fucking nerve-wracking. And that was a big thing that they were talking about going into this week's games for a lot of these players to play in front of a crowd that size. Because remember last year, even though SEC had games and had fans in the stands, they were only running at 25% capacity. So you're talking about stadiums even as big as Alabama and, and Georgia, 25,000 people. All right. And now you've got 70 plus thousand people in that building. And it was fucking... It was, Did they throw up a number during the game of how many people were in there? It was over 70,000. Yeah, and yeah. They, they did. I, I don't remember if it was seventy two or 74,000. It was standing room only, and uh, the environment was fucking awesome. It was, a, it was a playoff atmosphere. It was a national championship-style atmosphere. Uh, tailgates all day, concerts going on, college game day was there. And I had a chance to go see that. Never seen College Game Day in person, um, which was, I guess, cool. I don't know. Probably never going to go back and see it. It was an experience sitting at a desk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have other shit going on in a camera. Yeah, because you know you got the cheerleaders right there doing all their kicks and flips and whatever's, and then you got a DJ. So in the commercial break, he's ear ear earing it up. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Also, he's, you know, T-shirt cannons, the mascots doing whatever the fuck. There's cameras. I mean, there's shit happening at all times. Right, right. Um, Are the commentators ever turning around and talking to the crowd? The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. So, like, what you see on TV is just that. Steady cam in the center, and it's just guys at a desk. Right. But as soon as it goes to commercial break or it goes to, like, a video montage well they gotta keep the crowd jacked up so yeah. so I mean, they when they come back from a commercial they might well, oh, yeah i figure yeah. nobody's gonna go to that if you're just standing around the whole time and nothing's actually happening no i mean there was a grown man okay so the game was like you know here in atlanta we have the chick-fil-a kickoff classic uh and other cities you have other major sponsors that uh that are sponsoring the game well in charlotte it was the duke's Mayonnaise yes. kickoff. 25 yard line. The Dukes, welcome. We kept <laughs> during the whole game. Every time they would be on the 25, I'd say, and welcome again to the Dukes Mayonnaise 25 yard line. Yeah, sponsored. The the 25 yard line is sponsored by Dukes <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> Dukes. If you're going to use mayonnaise, it was, get Dukes. It was, fun, it was fucking great. Put some Dukes in you. We were laughing the whole fucking time. Like, even Brian, <laughs> me and Brian were sitting here, Brian was like, Dukes Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> If if you like mayonnaise, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if you like mayonnaise, Dukes is really fucking good. But Jesus Christ, to be in an event that's sponsored by a mayonnaise company, I know it's, it's 
I don't think I'm going to have mayonnaise for a while. Free was, jars, free jars of mayonnaise. There was a grown ass man, grown Covered ass with man, mayonnaise, who took the industrial kitchen size uh, and just dumped it on his oh, fucking Jesus Christ. topless body. And like, after, once he got it all out, he threw the fucking thing and then was like smothering himself and then like beating his chest and the shit was just like spraying on everybody else and people were cheering him on. And I was like, thank God we're back to normal. But I'll say this. There was the right amount of shit talking going into the stadium. Clemson fans doing the majority of the shit talking. Um, well, because they had the higher ground. They were ranked higher. They've got more recent national championships. And we were walking into a stadium where they play almost a- annually uh, a couple times. So th- to them, it was like, you're, you're coming onto my home turf. And so as Georgia fans, you just kind of had to stay in a pack and do our drunken chant. And so it was a good back and forth. There weren't any fights. There was no brawls. There was no, nothing got out of hand. Well, that's no fun. <laughs> no, I was actually pretty impressed. I didn't see, did not see half the normal shit I see in Atlanta. I got to I gotta say, though, the last seven and a half minutes of that game, I got a little, I got a little worry in me. I was like. Don't blow this. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was. I was. We were sitting here watching it. And I'm like, because you know, it looked like they were Clemson was trying to make a stage a little bit of a comeback there. Well, and it, I was it, like, don't blow this. Don't it was. Blow this. It was a super defensive game. So I mean, yeah. you know, it, it was, was a one great of those fucking game. I mean, yeah. especially that defense, man. Because that, that, you know, that was what I played yeah. when I was growing up. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking I fucking hate the 45 to 42 games. It's a basketball game. It's whoever has the ball last is yeah. going to win. I yep. fucking hate that shit. Uh, to me, a true test of a team is stopping that other team yep. consistently. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, hey, check this out. Fucking touchdown, one throw. What's up? I'm going to go sit down again. Like, that's fi- eh, That's not competitive. The true test of an offense is a running game. Mm-hmm. The true test of a team is a defensive game. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, and see when, they when bottled up it. the running game a little bit. I mean, I think they've got a really great running game that they didn't really unleash. Very right. We didn't much have to. Yeah, we didn't have to. Didn't have to. Here's Correct. Here's the thing: Clemson has a very good defense. Uh-huh. That was not like some fiftieth ranked defense. No, it was no, a they're top great. fifteen. Yeah. ranked defense. Uh, probably a top ten defense. Yeah, they are top ten. And even with the offensive production or lack thereof that Georgia was able to put up. They are still very much a top 10 defense. It's just that the offense didn't have to win that game until the last four and a half minutes where we just had to run the ball out or run the clock out. And once once that became apparent, the Georgia running backs were able to do that. They, sure. they took it up a notch and our number three, Zeus, was running the fuck over people like he was supposed to. That's like, that's that's what we expect of him and he, he delivered. But we had to tire out their defense for the whole game but you know Clemson yeah they're replacing a lot of people and I get it their offense they got to figure things out they'll be much better you know when they whip up on every other fucking team in the ACC and they score 50 points on everybody nah, you know. but mm. um, but we only play them when we can play them well and I, I was waiting to hear about the weekend when you came back just for the whole you know covid thing how's you know how'd the crowd look everything but the first question i wanted to ask when y'all got in was 
How fucking crazy did that place go on that pick six? So that was the play of the game, I would imagine. Obviously. Especially anybody watching on TV. Um, the it was place, the play that won the game. That yeah. Was a, our, our defense scored more, more points than both offenses yeah, combined yeah. in that one play. And that was the game. It was right before halftime. And we ran a 73-yard interception return for a touchdown, and the place went absolutely fucking insane. And there wasn't a mask anywhere. No. I didn't see anybody mm, with a mask. No. The only no. people I saw with a mask on was, I think, the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. <laughs> some, of, some, of the, some of the people in the band had masks on, but nobody, I mean, so I leading, no mask anywhere. Leading up to going to this game, because Tim and I knew we were going probably about three to four weeks out, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it was a late decision as far as a game of that magnitude goes. And so once I knew that we were going, you know, I tried to like find out, okay, what's the protocol? You know, I, I went to the Chick-fil-A bowl here in Atlanta, uh, Georgia versus Cincinnati. And you had to, you had to stay in your fucking seat with a mask on the whole game. And they had mask Nazis. They were coming down, making people put... Right. You could only take it down to take a drink, and then that mask had to come right back on. Mm -hmm. And they had seats zip-tied up, and you were forced distance. So I was like, okay. You know, I went to a Braves game about a month ago, and it was the Wild Wild West. It was whatever the fuck you wanted. No one gave a fuck. And so I was like, well, what is Charlotte going to be like? And they had officially come out and said that while you're entering the stadium... And walking through the the concourses and going to the bathroom, masks were required. There wasn't a single fucking mask in that building. I didn't see a mask anywhere. Like no. I said, only the band. No. <laughs> the only, only people I saw with a mask Nobody were in the band. Nobody gave a fuck. I'm talking, there were elderly people there fucking tossing back brewskis and barking like dogs. No masks. They, like, people are over that shit. When I went to game day, one thing that I did find out is there's no fucking checks or security or i mean there's security there but you don't have to walk through a metal detector you don't have to have a ticket there's not like a force like everybody in this way it's just in a park you just stroll up to the bitch and there wasn't a mass to be found well not a single fucking person like with a face guard or any of that dumb shit um nobody gave a fuck but also at the same time I saw uh, I saw some clip going around the internet i don't i don't have it pulled up i just scrolled past it on twitter where it was a montage of college football fans supposedly chanting anti-Biden things. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. There was none of that. There was no political anything in Charlotte at all. Like, even the guys that we tailgate with, the guy who is the chef that, you know, obviously, you know, is is making the food, he's a hardened Democrat. I'm talking voted for Ossoff and Warnock and Bernie and, and then eventually Biden and and he was talking about how it's really stupid that people are questioning the vaccine, but he only said that to one person, and it was way over in the corner, and I only caught a glimpse of the conversation. But other than that, there was nothing mentioned about masks, COVID, Trump, Biden, Black Lives Matter, or any. It didn't exist there. The way it should be. Mm-hmm. It didn't exactly. exist there. It it's was football. the way it should be. Yes, it's football. It You're- was Clemson fans getting drunk with Georgia fans, and Georgia fans getting way drunker after the game than the Clemson fans. And it was life as we remembered it. Right. It was beautiful. It was the best night of my life in two years. And the reason why I brought up that one moment for sure is what y'all said. Mm -hmm. And it was just that 
y'all felt the place actually fucking quake yeah just up from how damn loud it was i i would love to get kind of a readout on like the you know how loud you know the decibels not, not as loud decimals as, yeah <laughs> decibels <laughs> it wasn't as loud as it could have been because like i said the stadium is split um it is 50 50 and uh-huh. that, it was actually more like 55 dogs to 45 clemson because the one thing about georgia or sec teams in yeah. general we fucking travel They'll travel yes have bags we'll travel <laughs> fuck yeah so it was it was as loud as a full stadium of georgia fans i will say that and i gotta give it up to whoever was putting on the actual game production up there in charlotte because i don't know what traditions they have in clemson as far as video rollouts or pregame music or whatever but they had all of the normal pregame sanford stadium video that they played on the big screen the all of the our normal music and everything and i'm sure they mixed in clemson stuff but it didn't stand out to me because i didn't recognize it but they did a great job they, it was it was 50 50 split as far as how they treated the teams and it was it was beautiful. It was it, like I said, it was the best night I've had in, since before fucking COVID. Uh, the dogs held Clemson to only two rushing yards, and they held Clemson to their lowest point total in Dabo uh, Sweeney's coaching history. And I can't wait for the rest of the season. Go dogs! Finger beauty. Fucking, Go fucking dogs! I'm I'm ready to see what happens when we get our offense back because we have enough guys injured on our offense that could make a starting lineup for any other offense. And that's not an excuse. Yeah. Um, if anything, it makes the victory that much more awesome. So what'd you uh, put up today? HBTD. Yeah. How about them fucking dogs? Um, yeah, HBTFD, whatever the fuck. I don't know. It's cool. You'll get it, you'll get it by October. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for giving me a moment to talk about that. Now, outside of the game, I will say this. Uh, Charlotte sucks. I've been living in, as we all have been, in the COVID world, where you're used to like traveling somewhere takes no time, and if you need to find a hotel, you can get like across the street from where you're gonna end up being, like pretty on, pretty much on the cheap. Uh, not anymore. That's over. COVID's yeah. fucking over. Yeah, that's y'all. over. That part of COVID is definitely over. So, like I said, we didn't know we were going until within a month of the the game, and so we were way late on the draw finding a hotel. So I was looking for hotels, Airbnbs, whatever. There was there was a fucking Airbnb. This asshole had a one room, just one bedroom in his little duplex that he was renting out for like 500 bucks a night. That motherfucker. Jesus Christ. I hope somebody got it and kicked you in the nuts. <laughs> I'm sure somebody so, had it. Yeah, just to stand on top of your de- bed and piss on it. God, fuck that dude. So I but I had to go like the next closest place uh, hotel wise that I found, I got a room immediately. Cause I was like, I'm not waiting. And I used the math, uh, that is applicable to what I thought was every city in America. And that is stay the fuck out of the South side and keep your shit on the North end. No, you're, you're wrong in Charlotte. Yeah. You want to be on the South side of Charlotte. Motherfuck. Yes. I, I, I wish you would have asked me before you went. I would have told you. Yeah. You want to stay on the South side of Charlotte. So the direct, the most direct path from where we're at, obviously the Atlanta area to Charlotte is to take I-85 and 85 goes right fucking into Charlotte. So I was like, well, this is pretty simple fucking math. I'll just stay on 85 
right outside their perimeter, which also happens to be their airport. Now, yeah. that should have been a dead giveaway. Yep. Nobody puts the airport <laughs> in the nice part of town. No, Mecklenburg County. Uh-huh. Gotta love it. Uh-huh. So, yours truly... <laughs> used to live there, I know. Yours truly found like a Wyndham Hotel, and I was like, oh, I've stayed in these before, and the pictures on the internet look just like the ones I've stayed in. So Yeah, man, Wyndham's mu- are usually pretty nice. They must be running a deal. Oh, well, it's still COVID time. Maybe they're having a little bit of trouble getting their, uh, you know, vacancy out. Uh, no, no, no. That's That wasn't the case at all. Uh, <laughs> you got a dose of North Charlotte. I, I got the cheapest hotel in North Charlotte, yep. and man, did it smell like it. It lived up to it. <laughs> I swear to God. So, Tim and I, we get up there. Now, first of all, those that aren't from the southeastern part of the United States might not know, but just about the entire run of 85 from, oh, I don't know, the uh, Buford area in Georgia, all the way up to Charlotte, is under construction. <laughs> yes, basically. 85, pretty, yeah. pretty much. 85, yeah. Interstate 85 has been under construction for 30 fucking years. And yeah, it's just still like is. the. And just, still like, is. Yes, just like what? the Is it the tw- 20 that's coming into Georgia? Or wait, what? what's the freeway? Is it the 10? Or I can't think of it. 20. It's the 20. 20 comes into Georgia, 10 yeah. goes across Florida. Yeah, 20 was also like has always been under construction too at least on the border yeah 85 is horrible yeah fucking horrible yeah for years it was 75 going down to florida right was the shittiest mm-hmm. thing ever and then also because they were building so anyway fuck where else it's bad it sucks on 85 <laughs> that's where i was friday and it sucked the whole fucking way there now it was labor day weekend friday afternoon under construction blah 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 a three-hour trip took every bit of five and a half fucking hours of just stop and go, stop and go, stop yeah. and go. I saw a handful of almost accidents. Should have been accidents. I think the only reason why they weren't is uh, is because we were going so slow. <laughs> well, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina is the only major city that I've ever been to where they built the city and everybody moved south. Yeah. When I was living in Charlotte, I swear to you, my wife and I used to do this all the time before we were married. You could walk in downtown Charlotte on Saturday, and we would be the only people there. Yeah. We could go into any restaurant and sit at a table, and the only other people in the restaurant were the wait staff. Yeah. That wow. was it. Yeah. It was, it was, I've never been to any other city, which I don't even really consider Charlotte a city. It's more like a, sprawled out fucking bunch of heroined out rednecks that's uh, it's a soon heroin, to be, it's, I will, a, it's a soon to be city i will yeah. say this uh heroin was very prevalent when i lived there mm-hmm. i don't know if it still is i don't know there were junkies <laughs> there were junkies everywhere there were junkies everywhere in this city yeah. and i don't know what it is about that city but it i mean from day one, when we were living there, day one, I just the vibe of that city. And my wife, same shit. We were just talking about it this weekend because you were there watching the game. She goes, I hated Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte sucked. And yeah. I was like, I know, I know. I just, and uh, when it, what's funny is when we left, we moved here in 95. And when we left Charlotte, they were building the stadium. The stadium was under construction. They had just got the football team and they were, you know, just got the, the Carolina Panthers had just became 
a thing mm-hmm. and they were building the stadium for them. And I, uh, I kept telling, I told my wife, I said, yeah, now they build a stadium when we're leaving. Yep. You know, he said, if this, if this fucker was here when we had moved here, there would have been shit to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, because just like any other town and I'll, I'll call Charlotte a city, it, it does have a downtown, but they don't call it downtown. They call it uptown. Uptown. That's and right. The, and, the, and, and there's a reason. And the reason why they call it uptown is because all of the affluent rich folks that live on the south side. Yes. Because Charlotte is fucking backwards. Yes. They go <laughs> uptown. uptown. Yes. So that's why they call it that. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So I find this hotel, this Wyndham, this Baymont by Wyndham or whatever the fuck at the Charlotte airport. Uh, no out of five stars, by the way. If anybody's listening and they're going to be going through Charlotte. Go past the airport. Yeah. Get into town. Pay the 383 bucks for an Airbnb. I'm sure right. that five-bedroom house looked really nice that that lady had up. Well, there, there's know. always those exceptions to the rule with nice, you know, um, you know, hotels with Wyndham. Also, you know, in, in good old Burrow, I worked at a Ramada that was by the fucking hour. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There, every once in a while, you'll find one that's n- more rough than diamond. I it, forgot where I heard this, uh, but I was listening to some podcast, I think, where there's somebody that documented that there has been a murder in every single Ramada in America. I'm sure no there shit. has. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure there has. <laughs> like, there's not even one, like, in yeah. who gives a fuck North Dakota. Yeah, dude nope. smothered his wife with a pillow yep. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a guy freaks out on a family vacation and kills the whole family with a pillow well, while can, they're asleep. I can tell that this Baymont by Wyndham was probably a former Ramada. <laughs> so, probably. So we get up there two and a half hours after I was expecting to be. I'm fucking pissed. I'm tired. Stop and go just angers a man. We go to check in and there's a line fucking, I don't know, 10, 12 people long. In the fucking uh, the the front door, right? Like just right there, you can't even get in the fucking door because so many people are checking in. And there's uh, RVs and fucking buses and shithole cars and really nice cars. There's a church group going in. There's a fucking homeless dude wearing one sock. <laughs> Every walk of life is in this fucking hotel. It's Atlanta. Because nobody knew what the fuck they were signing up for. <laughs> and, and so so I go up to this front door, and it says, masks required. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not in my backyard. I'll go grab a fucking mask. I went, I walked in with a mask, and then I looked around, and I was like, oh, fuck this. Nobody's wearing one. The staff wasn't even wearing a mask. <laughs> there were two black ladies behind the desk. Right. And there were two computers, you know, to check people in. Well, both of them said, fuck that other computer, and they were both just on this one. Because, you know, they had to chit-chat while they're checking folks in. The longest check-in process I've ever fucking had in my entire life. System went down, I think, three times. Um, <laughs> That's why they were only on one computer. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- yeah. <laughs> probably run both of them at the same time. It probably would have crashed the whole fucking system. One of these women, these fine employees of this establishment, I say didn't have a mask. She had what she thought was a mask. No bullshit. She made her own mask out of old lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> I know nice. this for a fact because the guy in front of me who was straight up just looking for drugs 
was trying to check in and he was hitting on him like, oh, hey, babies, what time are y'all getting off? Hey, where's where's the ABC store at, by the way? I'll come back. We can have a party. By the way, you looking good. Oh, girl, is that some lingerie on your face? And she said, <laughs> you know it is. I got tired of that old mask smelling like shit. So like, I just <laughs> made my own. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Just check me in. It's like the Raising Arizona scene, son. You got a panty on your head. <laughs> yeah, this woman did. This woman did with the little fucking lace and shit. Like it, her lashes were getting caught in the fucking fray of the fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> top of this lingerie shit. Oh fuck. God. Okay, so that was the check-in in portion. We get checked in. So then we go get our bags, take it into our room. We are the first room. Right when you get past the lobby. Oh, so, that's Jesus. So that's horrible. If anybody's ever stayed in a shit hotel where their first room is like, I could spit on the lingerie of the woman <laughs> right. uh, from my fucking bed, you know that that's the worst room in the entire hotel. Oh, yeah. Because not only do you hear every coming and going, you hear every complaint. Yep. You hear every time that there's a pillow that's not hard enough or too soft or they forgot a towel or... Anytime a drunk person walks in, you get it all. And we got it all. So the only good thing is it was a short walk out the building when it was time to check out. But we get into this room and I'm telling you, like the second, first of all, it was a cinder block special. The entire fucking hotel was a hundred percent built out of cinder block. <laughs> so know. amazing uh, insulation. Yeah. Really good ventilation. <laughs> Half of the ACs and the and the rooms didn't work. Um, anyway, we you walk into the building and you just feel wet. You just feel wet air of varying temperatures <laughs> as you move through the hallway. It's like that's cold. Oh, it's hot. Well, ew, that's a hot, wet patch of air. It's patchy dense fog going on in here. <laughs> and then we open my door. And there was an overwhelming stench of iron. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Somebody got slayed the fuck up in this room. <laughs> uh-huh. there, were, there were stains on the wall. Remember, cinder block fucking special. Yeah. All the exterior right. walls were cinder blocks and the interior walls were stucco. Right. And there's stains. This is a very washable surface. <laughs> both the exterior wall oh, and the Jesus. interior. They couldn't get these stains out. <laughs> I'm glad you did <laughs> not have a black light. Out. No. And they were a dark, well, Brown. rustic yes. uh, uh, look. Yeah. They were blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were blood stains. Yeah. The smoke detector was ripped off the wall. The only <laughs> thing remaining were the frayed wires where it once was connected. Uh, there was no remote to the TV. Uh, the refrigerator in the room never turned on. How much like, did you pay for this room? Like 70 bucks. <laughs> 70 bucks? Yeah, what do you want for 70 bucks? <laughs> but I'm sure you got offered a free cock meat sandwich with that. No, there's there weren't even any gentlemen in this fucking look, place. Hey, look, Charlotte, uh, I, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Charlotte, horrible, horrible place. And, you know, the, the hotel that you stayed at, they're used to catering to NASCAR fans. You know? Yeah, yeah. And That's, felons. Yeah, and felons. Okay, yeah, well, maybe that's redundant. Yeah, but NASCAR yeah. felons. But anyway. <laughs> now, something did happen in Charlotte while I was living there that was fucking incredible that you don't, you never, you never really see. A fucking plane crash. Oh, shit. Huge plane crash. I mean, this happened in 1994. I don't know how many people died. We'd have to look All it up. All of them? 
But in 1994 in Charlotte, there was a plane crash that was, I mean, we were on the way home from work when it happened. And we were caught in this massive fucking traffic jam and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And uh, finally on the radio, we heard there's been a horrible plane crash and i'm like holy shit and i'm like where the fuck is that and they were talking about where it was it was right there where we were i was like oh shit holy shit okay so i got it pulled up here doug it was the u.s air flight 1016 crashed on july 2nd 1994 just outside of charlotte and there were 20 survivors yes oh shit 37 fatalities uh, a crew of five. I don't know if they made it or not, but uh, yeah. And I, you I, should I'm, see I'm the path that this thing made was incredible. It was like you because when we when we finally made it up to where the plane actually crashed, um, you could see it just mowed down. It was in. It was nothing but trees around where it crashed, mm-hmm. and Shit. it just completely mowed down all these trees and. On the other side of the road, that it, it came down on one side of the road, went over the road that we were on because there were gouges and shit in the road, and then landed on the other side. And you could see the fucking plane. You could see it. It was fucking on well, fire. Was and this shit. a heavily traveled road? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty. Did it hit any anybody? I, I don't know. I don't know. Shit. I just remember us being. I remember it looking like fucking. It, it was the most. Some of the most brilliant fucking lights i've ever seen mm-hmm. when we got up to where it actually happened it was i mean there was every fire truck every cop every paramedic everything you can think of they were out there trying to get to the plane and um we came up on it i mean not long after it happened you know and it was that was crazy i've never seen as you know how many times do you see a plane crash in your life you know and it was and we were look. I was looking at. It, I was like, "Holy shit, it's a plane!" You know, I'm like, "I'm look. I'm s- sitting here looking at a fucking jet on fire, and there's probably people in it dying right now." You know, shit. That's and uh, insane. it was just an amazing thing. And then uh, I had a buddy of mine that lives in Columbia, South Carolina. He actually lives in a small town called Lugoff. And I've heard of Lugoff. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, the drummer from. Um, Blink 182 and that DJ, Adam, uh, I forgot the DJ's name. They were doing a tour together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Is the Travis Barker's a drummer, yes. They were taking off in Columbia from the airport on a private plane, and the plane crashed. And it crashed on the interstate, basically on the side of the interstate. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine actually passed by that. Um, after it, ha- after it happened, but obviously the, it, it was the DJ and Travis Barker were the only ones that lived on the plane. And it was because they were in the back and they were burned really bad. I remember Travis yeah. Barker. Oh yeah. He was burned. I mean, he was in Columbia for a long time cause they mm-hmm. couldn't transport him yeah. and, um, plane crashes, man, those are, you know, I, I know we went from talking about football <laughs> to plane crashes, but that was the one thing in Charlotte. That uh, that happened while well, I was there. I was going to say way out of normal. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it feels like in the late 80s, early 90s, you always heard smatterings of, you know, plane crashes, but there was always some survivors. But 
after like 2000, I feel like every plane crash has been, it's been like a hundred percent fatalities. Right, yeah. Right. It's all or nothing. Yeah. I, I feel it's almost like they took the route of, you know, gun violence where it's like, you know, we're not going to try and kneecap anybody. We're just going to k- kill them all. We don't want to do, you know, the massive payouts right. or the paperwork for survivors, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I will say this wrapping up on the Charlotte uh, story an hour in. Um, uh, yeah, I'll never stay in the Baymont at Wyndham or whatever the fuck it's called. I'll never stay in Charlotte. <laughs> Period. No, there's in actually, the south. There's that, actually really nice, like man, the like, south side. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure what they call what they call the south end uh, is all built up. The right. the brewery we went to is funny as shit. Okay, I forgot about this part. First night we get in, it's already like dinner time, so it's already starting. It's dusk. We it takes fucking forever to check in. By the time we finally check in, uh, my buddy Tim has a couple friends that live in the Charlotte area, and they're like, hey. Meet us at this brewery. They got good sandwiches, beer. We can watch the game. We right. can catch up, whatever. And we picked one that's not too far from where you're at so that we can kind of meet in the middle. So the way that we have to leave, we or when we immediately leave the hotel, we're immediately in like the bad neighborhood. Right. Like the, there's no good. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You're in the heart of it. So you got to drive through the bad parts yeah. to get out of it. And we're driving. I'm like, off in the distance, I just see blue lights. Like, just for miles, it looks. It's just this entire road is lit up fucking blue. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't think we're going to get through this. And the closer we get, we find out it's not police cars. It's the street lights. Right. They all have... Leading and, and, you out of the Queen City. And this is all pretty normal now, having LED right. uh, street lights. You know, yeah. every me- metropolitan area has them. They're not that special, but... I had never seen these before. They were all a purplish blue hue. And I immediately go, well, I guess that's a nice touch. And Tim immediately goes, no, <laughs> no, that's not what they're going for, Jim. Because he, he reads a lot. And he's like, I read uh, a recent study where they were doing this in high crime areas. They were putting in soft, gentle lighting. <laughs> To kind of calm, keep people calm and right. yeah, it's a areas. psychological effect. Yes. Yeah. So we had to go through the blue district, which immediately just made me drive faster. <laughs> it was like we're not stopping, my buddy. Nah, yeah. But oh. it, it was beautiful. But you look around because it doesn't light up the place, so you can't really see the homes that you're passing. But every now and then you'll see somebody with like a front porch light on, and all this is just bars on doors yeah. and windows. Was and this like, a UCLA blue or? <laughs> it was a sissy blue. It yeah, was definitely it was a, a sissy, sissy blue. blue. And I knew if I were to stick around to find out how sissy they were, I would have got my ass kicked just like LSU did and pass a motherfucking Dina. But oh. um, now overall, uh, there's a lot of really, really nice, brand new parts of Charlotte that uh, the whole area that we were in, it was it was so clean. I mean, it was it was better than the nicest part of Atlanta. Yeah, it's all mm. south. Yeah, uh, dude, in the south, it's always been that way. Yeah. It was like that when I was living there. I was actually painting houses in the south. Yeah, I was either if I wasn't painting high end houses in the south, I was working uh, by the track, by yep. the racetrack. Yep, and that's where all the big, you know, houses were going up at the time I was living there. But like, you know, we were right there at the stadium, like. We were the first parking lot that you would walk. If you walked out of the west side of the stadium and went north, we were the first parking lot you were going to run right. into. And it was clean as fuck. 
Like there weren't any needles. <laughs> there there weren't like just bags of shit thrown everywhere. Like it didn't yeah. look like Atlanta. Because if you're if you're within a stone's throw of any stadium in Atlanta, well, in downtown Atlanta, uh, it's a shithole. It's mm-hmm. an absolute shithole. And you you got a tailgate like six blocks away just to know that your car's gonna be all right, you know, by if, if you come back to it. But in in Charlotte, all we walked all the way around this fucking stadium pristine. Oh yeah. Very, very, like I was impressed because I'm used to Atlanta, you know, which is dirty as fuck. Yeah. No, Charlotte is a, it's a new city. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not, and it started with that stadium, you know? I mean, like I said, they built the city and everybody moved to the South. Mm-hmm. So there, none of the rooms or anything and all the hotels they had there, none of them ever got used. Yeah. It yeah. was only when conventions and shit like that came into town and it was it was just so depressing well, to I mean, see because yeah. you know usually uh, every city that i've ever lived in man i always like to on the weekends go to the city mm-hmm. i've always done that mm-hmm. I always do it I still do it now every once in a while we'll go down to atlanta and fucking hang out in the city for the day yeah and and it's cool because you meet all kinds of people and shit charlotte met nobody but but waitresses and cooks that was it <laughs> that was it you know i knew i knew two, uh, two of the waitresses at the holiday inn at, that worked at the holiday inn fucking restaurant yeah. i knew people that worked at the hyatt restaurant I, yeah, it was it, we could go anywhere down there and what so what it, what was really cool about it is us being the only ones there you know they mm-hmm. fucking of course took care of you you know yeah and uh yeah, it's it strange. Very strange place. Well, not, the Carolinas, not like any other city. The Carolinas are just fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's the south. Yeah. Well, yeah. either way, I know. Uh, you know, any any topic we bring up, COVID is usually baked in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very much looking forward to the first show that we have that is COVID completely free. However, I did have to bring up. Um, you know, I, I've traveled many places. I moved to many different places and Oregon's one of those places and they've got a wonderful governor there. I say that very sarcastically mm, air quotes. Yes. Kate Brown. Now I will admit I did vote for Kate. Um, when I was there in 2016, that was back when you were unwashed. <laughs> the hey, great unwashed hey you know i i will say uh, you know even as someone who was very liberal if i ha- fucking hated the democratic candidate i would go republican you know in in arizona when i got there my first uh, time around uh Ducey was on the ballot i think and i voted for him because jesus christ the the Democratic candidate was just a dumb piece of shit. So either way, um, you know, Kate Brown in her infinite wisdom has, you know, passed sweeping mass mandates. But then on top of that, any first responders, basically, if you work for the state, you are required to be vaccinated. Mm. So. This has prompted a lawsuit. There was an individual, a a guy by the name of Zachary Cowing, 29-year-old police officer in Oregon, put a video up on Instagram. Sure, he was going to get fired from this video, which I I, I think as of the time the article was released that I read, he was on paid leave, I believe. 
Yeah, it's been going around. A lot of people taking their gripes online and getting the X for it. Yeah, um, it's not unusual. This is either one way to get like more, you know, get the vaccination numbers up in states or to cut the overhead of state employment. I think they should cut the overhead of Facebook. I say they because, should just uh, cut the head off fucking Kate Brown. Facebook, you're, you fucking racist. <laughs> yeah. You racist bastards. <laughs> yeah. You fucking, you need to go. I hope whatever you're about to play for us uh, doesn't hearken any primates. <laughs> it it does not. Uh, although he does have a square, somewhat square jaw, so I don't know if that counts. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a police officer. I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States to protect the freedom of the people who pay my salary. I do not work for my governor, but for them. The governor elected to this beautiful state has ordered medical workers, teachers, and first responders to get the vaccine. I have personal and religious reasons as to why I will not take the vaccine, but also the freedom to choose not to. I'll likely get fired over this video, but I'm nonetheless exercising my First Amendment right to speak freely. I've fallen in line for over a year with these useless and effective mask mandates, and I will no more. I will not sit back and sheepishly watch as those who serve the people of the state are given unlawful orders which threaten their livelihoods should they choose not to fall in line. Discretion is one of the most important parts of my job as a police officer. I will use that discretion and I will not enforce useless mask mandates or unlawful vaccine orders. Doing so is discrimination, which I would be fired for if it were any other discriminatory subcategory. Ms. Governor, I think you've forgotten that you were elected by the people, therefore you work for the people. The title governor does not give free reign to force medical decisions upon us. Police officer or not, an oath is permanent. I'll stand the blue line for the people I swore it to. If you're watching this video, I encourage you to look deep down And decide if you're going to fall in line as sheep or if you're going to stand up for the rights that we have for the short time we still have them. Amen. All right. I'm going to say one thing. His statement was dead on, but with him being a cop, he needs to leave the sheep out. Because if he would have left that fucking word out of there at the end, his statement would have been taken a lot more serious. Because when you start calling people, when you start using that word, following the sheep, yeah. being part of the herd, all that shit, all you're doing is you're inciting the other side. Sure. You're fucking, yeah, you're straight up inciting shit to come your way. I agree with him. I mean, yeah. I agree. I mean, you should have the freedom to fucking get the vaccine if and I mean, he's not a not. politician. He's I not know, trying but, to pull but punches. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if he wants to make a statement like that, as a public servant or, you know, he's a cop. He is a cop. Sure. And he's talking about the people that he's hired to take care of. If he, when you use a language, just certain language, and I'm, I'm not, I ain't slamming the guy. 
I'm just sure. criticizing his use of the word cheap. That's it. I'll come in and criticize him after you're done. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, you can do you can do that. But when you use when you use the word cheap, that's a that's inciting the other side. It, you are. You are. Whether you really mean to or not, whether whatever. It's become a fucking talking point with everybody. Follow the herd. You're one of the sheep. You're one of the whatever. Yeah, that's, I don't, I don't that's known a, as using cringe buzzwords that make right. you sound like a fucking OAN viewer that's just a fucking boomer <laughs> right, that right. probably has the Gadsden flag right next to your thin blue line <laughs> flag yeah, yeah. that also is like, let's go obey the law as we go protest the, tyranni- the tyrannical government it, in which I work for. Right. I'm not going to shit on this guy because he's a cop. I'm going to say he highlighted the fact that he's a cop, and I don't know anything about this guy, but I would have loved to have heard his take on the shutting down of businesses a year and a half ago, All Right, sure. and if he upheld that. Right. I would love to have heard his take when Antifa's burning down his own fucking state and maybe got his take on that. Maybe got a, a, a daily count of how many heads he cracked by people that were violating private property rights. I mean, right. he, he did include, you know, that little snippet at the beginning where he's, or it might have been more towards the middle where he said, you know, I've held up these, you know, mandates and I'm sure he's not only talking about uh, face masks and pretty much saying he won't do it anymore. So I, I, I don't know if that follows falls under the same umbrella, but I wouldn't be surprised where it's and just like that, I put up with only so much shit. And that is where my criticism comes in. You've allowed <laughs> it to be what it now is, in right. which now you feel compelled to speak out against. I'm not shitting on cops for being cops. I'm shitting on cops for upholding these shitty fucking laws. Yes. He made the point discretion is his number one role as a as a uniformed officer, and I agree with him. And mm-hmm. I have the utmost respect for those who use that discretion and the actual protection of those who they you know, police right. the neighborhoods of. It's the same thing with the bands. But it's the same shit. If I'm hearing from you for the first time in September of 2021... You can take that sheep shit and shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> right. Because well, for the last 18 months, you've been the wolf keeping the sheep at bay. So <laughs> while your message is nice to finally hear, mm-hmm. I'll go back and say the same shit I said about Jon Stewart coming out on Colbert and, and having that punched up funny joke about the shit he should have been saying 15 months Prior, where the fuck were you when we needed you before it got to this fucking point? So I'll always welcome anybody that has finally come to the realization that you're enforcing unconstitutional laws and you have been. So if you're going to make yourself public and now start to come on our side, then Get ready to hear a little bit of where the what the fuck took you so long, bro. Well, I'm very much if you're late to the party, at least you came to the party. But um, better late than never. But you're still going to catch some shit. Well, yeah. either way, I mean, he's the clip that I chose to play. I mean, this the the headline is Oregon police firefighters sue Governor Kate Brown over vaccination mandate. Now, um, here's the facts that uh, the article points out. A coalition of police and firefighters are suing Governor Kate Brown over her mandate requiring COVID-19 vaccination for state workers. 
The lawsuit filed in Jefferson County Circuit Court says the plaintiffs are the Oregon Fraternal Order of Police, along with troopers from around the state and firefighters at the Kingsley Field Air National Guard Base in Klamath County. KOIN-TV reported. So that's the bit that's the headline right there i'm gonna be closely watching this case because i'm very interested well i'm I'm, i just think it's just affecting them personally now Mm -hmm. and now that that now is the reason that they're coming out because it's now it's their job that's probably on the line if they don't get a vaccine and i understand back to what jim's saying i mean that's a and I understand, but the reason why I'm going to be co- closely watching this case, at least for me, it's the first I'm noticing of people, you know, starting lawsuits on a high scale. And I mean, you know, with what I'm doing currently, doing Uber all the time, I am worried about mask mandates. Uh, also, vaccine mandates. The fact that they might at some point be able to come in and say, sorry, you're not able to do this job anymore because you're not vaccinated. And so cases like this are definitely going to keep me uh, watching very closely as time goes on. I'll say this. It's going to be it's going to be a violation of civil rights. That's exactly what it's going to be. Any judge. And this will be political. There's going to be judges on one side that are going to rule one way mm-hmm. and then it'll get kicked to another court and uh, this other judge goes the other way so he'll rule against it it's going to be and the it, further ramping up of unnecessary tensions over something that we yes. should be well beyond at this point yep. and if you wanted to know why we are how could you say we should be beyond it did anybody watch any of the football games this weekend i dude i didn't see a mask anywhere no that's all thousands I'm tens yeah. of thousands yeah. of hundreds people. of thousands Shoulder to shoulder, jumping up and down, no mask, screaming, yelling, high-fiving, immediately touching their sweaty face, and then high-fiving the guy behind him. If there is a pandemic still ongoing, it's about to explode like you've never fucking seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't? (laughs) Well, but you're also... Maybe the wolves were keeping (laughs) the sheep at bay a little longer than, well, they... They didn't need to at all, but uh, it's the mask is fucking off, pun intended. But you, you're also talking about outdoors events, and this is what's also driving me crazy, is all these mandates for outside shit. It's like even Fauci, of all people, has admitted that outside transmission is low as shit. So... I'm sure, you know, events like the one you went to are more super spreader as far as outdoor events go. But for outdoor events, for the most part, go fuck yourself. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. COVID is political. Yeah. Trump has an outdoor event. It's a super spreader event. Biden's president. We have football games. Look at how well our vaccine's working. It's, <laughs> it, Fauci will say one thing one month. He'll say another thing another month. He's old news. Like, yeah. Like, well, I think everybody should be outside anyway. Yeah, that's about and, it. And, and we we covered that last yes. week. Yes, um, I think it's good for I, everybody. When I hear a clip like that, my 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 douche, I get douche chills. I get immediate cringe muscle reflexes. It's like I guarantee you, if they came out and said, "You know what? Fine, it's now voluntary," because a new study has come out and we've now found that. Over 98% of all first responders have come in contact with COVID 
and you have some natural immunity. So forced vaccines are just they're 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 not where we want to put our focus. We are more concerned about the public. And then you know what's going to happen? He's going to go right back to being a cop, cracking heads over this tyrannical bullshit. Because what they'll do is they'll come back to businesses and say, "Oh well, we won't shut you down. We'll just make it." Just like the fire marshal has, oh, well, you can only have 95 people in your subway or whatever. They're going to reduce that down to a, a number to where they can't even fucking stay in business. And they're, and they're like, we, we're not shutting them down. We're allowing them to stay open. It, it's just within these constraints. And cops will enforce that shit because they think that, well, they're not being shut down, but they're they're being shut the fuck but down. But see, if they do that, then people that have already got the vaccine to keep their job are going to be suing. Because, hey, you made me get some strange shit to keep my job, and and now we don't have to get it. Well, you know, that's a, that, dude, that's a, it, there's well, a lot of there. crazy shit. We're already there. Happen. Like one thing, one thing in particular, I know it's kind of anecdotal, and this isn't really apples to apples what you're talking about, but here in Atlanta, upcoming, we have a music festival that used to be really big. It's called Music Midtown. So the tickets normally run for like 140 bucks. Yeah. And it's like a multi-day pass and it's an outdoor event and it's still when it's warm out. So the likelihood of mask wearing is going to be low, mm-hmm. but just like every other major music event that ongoing, uh, you have to either show proof that of a negative COVID test within 48 hours of the time of entry into the event or a proof of vaccination. Right. Because I guess they weren't selling enough tickets now that part i don't know if it's true or not i imagine it is what they've ended up deciding to do is give free passes a hundred worth a hundred and forty dollars to people who are not vaccinated to get vaccinated so that then they can they can now go to the show for free but what about the people that took the vaccine willingly and freely back in february yeah who paid 140 bucks well Where's their retribution? Right. Mm-hmm. Why and it's are the they same, suing? And it's the same way I heard on the radio, I think it was Friday, they were given vaccines at some mall in the South. And if you went and got a vaccine, you got a $100 gift card. Yeah. Uh, so, if you have to pay people. Yeah. If you have to fucking bribe people to put your mystery fucking medicine in them. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you're willing to. To put that money out there. Yeah. What is going on? What so, is really truly going on? So, like I said, I don't know if it was totally apples to apples because we're not talking about right, business right. there, but we are talking about people who were financially committed to something out of their own free will. Right. And already got the vaccine. Do they get reimbursed? Like, I think there's a case there. Yes. Yeah. Because if you are now giving away the thing that you paid for free because of the thing that they're forcing other people to get that right. you already did. Right. We're talking about a value exchange yeah. here. Yeah. So what the fuck? So I don't know how this isn't in already going. Like, I don't know how they're able to do that. Right. Without giving some kind of discount. Anyway. I guess my main curiosity is I know because of the emergency statutes, people cannot sue, you know, the va- vaccine companies uh, if they have any, you know, um, effects from it. But my curiosity is if you're being required by, say, your state or your employer to get vaccinated and you end up having um, side effects happen due to said vaccine, do you get recourse against your government for forcing you 
to take that vaccine. No. This will all come out later. It all depends on the numbers. If there's enough mm-hmm. numbers for some attorney to make money, yes, there will be. If there's the will to fight it, there will be the means and the the financial the the the, the money will find its way. I wish we could dial a David for that question. <laughs> well, I think we can say it. Of course. Sure. We're, yeah. talking, sure. we're talking sure. about the possibility of a lot of money. And speaking of money and the vaccine, I mentioned this guy last week. Uh, Josh Ferguson, who has the channel on YouTube, The Hourly Struggle, he's he's putting out almost daily content now. He took like eight months off, and now it's just he's coming out all the time. Um, I really dig what he's doing. He's been making videos for a couple years, but he made one video this week. I want to play it. I think it's very pertinent to the discussion we're having right now. Uh, he just came out with a video within the past couple of days, and it's just titled Follow the Vaccine Money, and it's six and a half minutes i'm gonna play it stop it you know pause it and play it and i would like to discuss with the group my entire life the left has discounted corporate science as some sort of boogeyman to be feared and reviled you can't trust that study big oil paid for it you can't trust that paper big agriculture paid for it you can't trust that data big dairy funded it and so on and so forth and today we're being told to trust what pfizer tells the fda as though these same allegedly monetary interests don't exist across all fields of government regulated and captured fields now we're going to preface some math with a little story back in 2005 the united states supreme court changed the meaning of the fifth amendment to the u.s constitution in order to allow the government to steal private property on behalf of the pfizer corporation because raising taxes was ruled a common good this is the famous case of the little pink house and at least one book has been written on the subject this ruling effectively meant that you could no longer own property in america if any government branch or agency wanted it because all they'd have to do was offer for sale to anybody who would pay higher taxes on the site now, this followed a trend of the Supreme Court deferring to the whims of the state over the rights of the people. It should come as no surprise that this ruling in favor of megacorporations and endless government corruption was five to four, with the liberal flank of Stevens, Soter, Breyer, and Ginsburg being joined by pretend swing vote Kennedy. Let's skip ahead five years, and when Pfizer's tax breaks expired, they left the area, causing headaches and heartaches and only accomplishing a Supreme Court ruling essentially nuking the right to private property in America. Your rights to these people stopped where the government's interests begin, and the government's interests are not the interests of the people. I am the Senate. But rather the interests of the <laughs> lobbyists, mega donors, unions, and special interests that largely control every branch of government up to and including the Supreme Court. But what does this have to do with Pfizer today, I hear you asking? Well... We can show that the local governments and states and the feds all the way up to the Supreme Court are willing to screw you over to grow governmental power and benefit corporate interests. That's what that case showed us. That case was about Pfizer making more money in the area and therefore paying more taxes to the government. So now let's talk about the fiduciary interests of Pfizer in regards to the vaccines. Now we'll even ignore what they've already been paid to date. We're simply going to talk about the booster shots that Biden and Fauci are recommending. Recommendations, mind you, that are not backed by science currently because testing on their effigy hasn't been done yet. And you can see evidence of this by staff resigning over this political narrative takeover of the so-called science. To qualify, we're focusing on Pfizer because they're the only vaccine that is FDA approved thus far and thus will likely be the favorite choice for most pharmacies and patients. Fauci has intimated that the lockdowns might end when we reach 80% vaccination status. I mean, we know, looking at Israel, Australia, and elsewhere, that tyrants are never planning to give up the power they've currently granted themselves, irrespective of metrics, but that 80% number is cited pretty regularly. The current administration is also saying that they're expecting approval for everybody ages 5 and up. 
we're just kids, you know? Now the financial stuff. Currently, Pfizer is making $19.50 on every shot, and those administering it through Medicaid, such as CVS, Target, Walmart, etc., are getting $40 per shot. Biden and Fauci are claiming you'll need a booster as often as every five months for Lord knows how long, and your liberties and freedoms will be tied to these booster shots. So assuming for the sake of amusement that the state will ease up when we reach 80% vaccinated, that means that 243,686,000 people ages five and up will have to get the shots. That works out to $4,752,072,000 for Pfizer per shot and $9,747,840,000 for the companies administering the shots. Wow. Now, he he talks fast and he throws a lot out there. Oh, yeah. If you didn't understand, feel free to rewind or watch his video, pause it, write the shit down. He shows, and I'm not showing it to you guys the way that the studio is set up. He's showing articles, headlines, science reviews with highlighted areas. And so he's he's done his homework, uh, but he's a fast talker. And we get now we're getting into the numbers. And I don't know if anybody picked up on the numbers he just threw out there. I picked up on them. Mm-hmm. 60 Four. bucks a shot, basically, is what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's sixty bucks for every because nineteen dollars and fifty cent goes to Pfizer, forty dollars goes to the provider. Yeah, that, so that's sixty bucks a shot right there, basically. And then he did the math. You know, four billion. Now, now think about this: four billion plus almost five billion to Pfizer just for one round of boosters, and almost ten billion to the providers. And who's paying for that? We are. What? Well, it, but Dougie, I thought you said it was free. It's the government, man. The government paid for it. Now, the point that Josh is making in this video is just you've heard the you've heard the saying, follow, follow the follow money. money. Yes. And that will lead you to at least a reason. May, it, it may not be the single solidarity, you know, the, the solitary reason, but it's pretty hard to argue with it. Now, he he starts this by establishing some historical relevance between Pfizer in the Supreme Court, land ownership, partnership with the government to increase a certain tax base in an area. Right. They have already shown that they're willing to partner up to get what they want, irregardless, <laughs> regardless of the desire of the people. Because as we've already established on this podcast for over a year, the government doesn't give a fuck about its people. So I say Mitch McConnell and okay. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> need to show us their fucking stock, the yeah. money they have, the stock that they have. And if Pfizer is on that list, they need to be expelled immediately. Well, and, you know, for any readers out there, Noam Chomsky, you know, in 89, along with a buddy of his, put out manufacturing consent. And this is the exact shit that they were talking about follow that money understand that all the information information being fed to you is for a purpose you are being led and i'm start sorry to bring up the sheep kind of you know metaphor again as far as that goes but that being said you're just one of the sheep man hey i mean to to a point we all are people historically have always been led but also fuck noam chomsky because he just recently came out and he is for forced vaccinations uh where he's good on war sure. he sucks on everything else oh no, no no yeah he he's uh got some blind areas for sure but manufacturing consent was for sure not one of them yeah and um, he's, he's playing a part in it now yeah yeah 
So uh, fuck him. I know it's it, it, it's always about the money, dude. It's yeah, yeah. always about the money. So we're a little over halfway, or maybe right at halfway. Try to stick with if if I need to pause it, let me know. But stick with me here because he's going to carry this out, and we're going to get to some very, very, very large numbers that might just uh, rip this whole fucking thing wide open. Oh yeah. If, if any of our listeners aren't there with us by now. I don't know how you cannot be after this. Yeah, if you do the booster shots every five months, man, you're talking. Now, if you need one every five months, that's two a year and change, but we'll just say two a year. That's $14,499,912,000 a year at stake here. If you don't think that $14 billion, that's B with a billion, $14 billion per year is enough to impact policy despite constantly being told that other companies control our government for less, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. That 1950 that Pfizer is getting per shot is a negotiated pandemic price, and the board of Pfizer expected to go up. In fact, the company has stated that moving forward, Pfizer's jab is going to get more on price. And by on price, they mean closer to the $150 to $200 price they get for other vaccines. But also, seems expensive. Now, again, just to amusingly assume that the state, via inflation and tax dollars, picks up the tab for these shots at 80% vaxxed for the only currently FDA-approved vaccine, that's a total potential value of at least $36,554,400,000 if we set the cost at the lower $150 price cited by Pfizer. That's per shot at 80% vaxxed, stage 5 and up, which is what we're being warned about. You've been given the plainest warning. And that works out to $78,108,800,000 per year for a booster shot every five months, not counting the extra two months each year, which themselves would equal an additional $36 billion over three years. <laughs> and don't forget, we still have that $9.7 billion being paid to those administering the shots. So now we're up to about $82 plus billion a year. And then all of the downstream costs, such as regulatory and other government functionaries that will need to be hired to track all of this and prosecute the other 20% of people that say this othering and treating like terrorists, and, and, and. There are going to be a lot of police officers, code enforcers, and bureaucrats making a killing on overtime once this papers, please regime goes into full swing. Papers, please. Fundamentally, if we're supposed to believe that money corrupts in all fields, agriculture, farming, oil, automobiles, and so on and so forth, you can't expect us to ignore the 82 plus billion dollar profit motive in pushing Pfizer's jab on the American people. Oh, and don't forget... We're a world leader others will follow, especially if people want to be able to travel here. So the need for a vaccine is a global problem, which pushes the profits into the stratosphere. We're talking about an unfathomable... It's without fathom. ...amount of money at play here. So excuse me if I don't trust the people with that much to lose if actual science works against them. You can trust Pfizer and the rest of Big Pharma if you want, which is hilarious considering that Bayer Pharmaceuticals owns Monsanto... But I don't ever want to hear you talking about the corrupting influence of money in politics ever again. Seriously, you, you got to shut up. Because if politicians in the government writ large are capable of ignoring Pfizer's profit motive here and all of the other profit motives here, you don't really have a leg to stand on to think that they can't ignore it elsewhere. And it'd be nice if you acted accordingly. Thanks for watching, listening, and paying attention. And see, he brings up a, a big point there with science. And th this is a big talking point where it's like, well, you know, if you're not, you know, participating in the vaccine, you're not following the science. I want to remind people, you know, most of the time on scientific studies, usually on the low end, it's four or five years after something occurs 
that we actually end up getting some kind of conclusion that we can follow, if not 10 years or more. The takeaway is 82 billion, 82 plus billion dollars just for Pfizer, just for these booster shots. And so that's only one company for the boosters, not to mention in what he went into all of the other overhead that's going to go in with tracking it, policing it, enforcing, you know, this, that, and everything else. Um, I think all of Pfizer's shareholders that are in government should be exposed. All of them. Well, and any way they vote on anything COVID related needs to be dismissed. That their their vote should not even count. Because if it dude, this is exactly what I fucking rail against every fucking week is they're all scumbags. They're all paid off and paid off with our fucking money. Mm -hmm. And this is our money that we're just given to this fucking drug company for this unknown fucking shit that they're pumping into every American citizen that they can. And now they want to go down to kids five years and older. What the fuck? What yeah. is what's this shit going to do to them? This mRNA shit, yeah. you know, that's supposed to be the godsend of all medical shit in the future. So which they it, still don't know if that's going to affect yeah, people's ability to fucking procreate. They don't know what it does, man. Yeah. So, they don't. so there's a prominent voice in the Atlanta radio market, and I think we've even mentioned him here on this show before. One Eric Erickson, who took the place of Rush Limbaugh on the on the local. Republican talk radio red state.com uh, here in Atlanta. And I'll, I'll catch a few snippets here that he puts up on YouTube. Uh, and I hate for the, for the past 10 months, I've hated almost everything the guy has to say. Cause it just is such like building up of the establishment trust in the system. Obviously these people wouldn't put this much work and effort into something that is knowingly going to hurt people. Come on. You sound like a crazy Trumpster. And for as crazy as those fuckers sound, sure, there's merit in calling that out. But even he had a clip that's far too long to play on this show. It's like nine to 11 minutes long where he was talking about ivermectin. And he cited some studies and he said, look, I'm vaccinated. I believe in vaccines for all the people that are skeptical of what the vaccines are going to do in the future. They just don't know what vaccines, how vaccines operate because they, they die so quickly in the body that if anything negative were to happen, you would know in a matter of months, not years. So he just washes that away. I could not disagree more. He knows fucking nothing about what possibly could be in the future. So he has no ground to stand on there. You're you're it's a guess. All right. But on top of that, even though he is so pro this vaccine, he also says, but not everybody can take it. People medically are advised not to take it. And we're not certain of that number. You also have a certain number of people that just flat out aren't going to take it because they don't trust it because of the video I just played about the, the money behind it, which immediately makes it. Well, makes anyone, should make anyone skeptical of it. Right. Because of the natural connection between money and power and how it is a corruptible, an inherently corruptible system and setup and marriage there. So he says, I understand why people are skeptical. I don't agree with why they're, for all the reasons, but one of the things that they've been latching onto is ivermectin and mm -hmm. other 
forms of treating this. And he said, and I've looked at the studies and there's a lot that you can take away from, but there's also a lot that kind of negates what are in the studies. There's, you know, a lot to be said about the placebo effect and blah, blah, blah. And when he brought this shit up, I damn near, I damn near drove my truck off a fucking cliff (laughs) because the point that he's trying to make is a good point. And that is it should be researched more because we just don't know. But if you're sitting here fucking telling me that somebody who comes down with COVID can kick COVID with the power of their mind, then your entire fucking talking point about trusting this vaccine is moot. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that was a, that was a, and I'll try to pull the clip up later on and maybe play it one day. Uh, if you don't believe me, just look up Eric Erickson, Ivermectin. It's fucking right there on YouTube. And see, that's one of the most annoying things about the whole Ivermectin thing is everyone brings up, well, I'm not going to trust the data because there aren't serious studies out there. And I'm like, newsflash, these big studies are being blocked for the sake of Moderna, Pfizer, and all the other fuckheads. Yeah, well, they're out that, there. The studies are out there. Well, they're, not only that. Here's the fucking hilarious part about all of this. The guy and won it's right, a Nobel Prize. And it's right in front of our faces. You have pro-vax people who are shitting on ivermectin because of the lack of thorough studies. Right. Yes. What do you think the people who are skeptical of the vaccine are saying about the vaccine? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck are we even doing here? This, this is the ivermectin thing, though, that's really crazy. You know, Rogan took it and he kicked COVID in like three days. Yeah. I mean, he was Fox taking Spotify. a he was taking a lot of shit. He was taking a cocktail of shit. But anyway, in 2015, the guy won a Nobel Prize. Yeah, for treating people in Africa, people in all these third world countries of disease, parasitic disease, and mm-hmm. bacteria disease with ivermectin, and won a Nobel Prize for it. Yeah. Now they're saying. That people can't take it. People it's, can't take it. It's, it's a horse drug. It's horse medicine. Yeah. It's horse medicine. You can't take that. And if people would just get off their fucking political high horse mm-hmm. and quit, I like you know, what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. You you get off the you know get off your fucking pedestal with your politics and shit. Yeah. And actually dig and do your own research on mm-hmm. all of this shit. hundred percent. I've I've done my own research on the vaccines. I've done my research on ivermectin. I did my research on ivermectin last year. Yeah. When the shit was getting wicked, you know, and I see people are actually being treated with it. It's not as dangerous as they're making it out to be. It is dangerous. I'm not going to say it's not. It will kill you if you don't know. I mean, that's with any drug. If you're taking a fucking drug that's meant for a horse and it tells you to take this much for a horse, well, obviously, you only want to take yeah. maybe a fifth <laughs> of that if you're a human. Yeah, if, you, maybe get, if you get hurt by it, it's because, it's because you're not understanding the measurements the, yeah, exactly, that you're supposed to be taking. Of how much you're supposed to be taking. Correct. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny to me, because to me, it jumps right in front of my face, where a guy like Eric Erickson, and he's he's on the right, he's a Republican, GOP, I like all that shit. I like him. Yeah. I fucking despise him, but when he does this shit, <laughs> right? When he's trying to be like, there is no, you know, there's no reason to not trust the vaccine. Uh, I'm all for it. It it will do nothing negative to you. Just try take my word because I talk to people that know about it. 
By the way, ivermectin seems to be doing something positive. Now, I don't, I don't trust the studies because, you know, the placebo effect is a real thing. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. You're, this is gaslighting 101. Yeah. 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 You're, well, uh, you're engaging in the, 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 uh, the consent thing and the job, gaslighting man. thing. Job. I know. And that's why I fucking despise them yeah. in this particular and, instance. Uh, yeah, I used to listen to a um, you know blowhole that I will no longer listen to anymore. Uh, he, call, he goes by the liberal redneck. And um, he was talking about the ivermectin thing. And see, this is the thing about talking points latching on to that horse tranquilizer part where it's like oh y'all want to take horse medicine well newsflash everybody a lot of the medicines that we found out did one thing were found to do something else a whole fucking lot lot of time later yeah look at the multi-billion dollar industry that is boner pills and and Mm -hmm. viagra that was supposed to be a blood pressure medicine and it ended up resulting in a hard dong so they said Okay, well, now we're in the hard dick business. Yeah, let's let's market it as this. Yeah. That's so all it is. It changes all the fucking time. And, Horses, and, and I, medicines, this is another thing that people should fucking really get a grasp of, is the whole thing of medicines come from natural shit. Yeah. It's synth- synthetic fucking copies of shit that's natural. Yeah. That's actually already out there. Yeah. So if you... Ivermectin... All of the mectins. I mean, I looked it up. I looked it up. There's like four different kinds. Mm-hmm. Ivermectin is just one of many. The different family kind of, of mectins. The family of mectins. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember their actual name, but we'll call them the mectins. But ivermectin is just one class of that drug, and the other classes of the drug have it. Not only has it safely been used. But it's safely been used for fucking like 40 years, mm-hmm. 40 or 50 years research that is there in humans in people actually taking this shit. So, I, you know, I have to hear it all the time from, you know, I, I, I hear it all the time from people that it just it, it, it stuff just. It's it's horse drugs. It'll kill you. Yeah, you don't you don't have to think about it. Just do what you're told. Yeah, just it, we'll get past this if everybody just does what they're and told. What's Gosh, funny why is, is everybody being so difficult about this? Like we can we can get out of this if we just do what we're told, guys. What's funny is some Ugh. of these same people that tell me this shit take their dog's medicine. Mm-hmm. They take medicine for their dog. Take it themselves. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? I mean, what's the difference in yeah, most of it's just, the same shit. You just portion it out, you know. I mean, Scale like I said, down. like I said, a horse weighs fucking, you know, a lot more than a human. So just, you know, take a fifth of it. Yeah, take a fifth of what same it thing says we do for, for the for horse. dogs. Yes. Oh, just dose it down yeah. based on weight. Exactly. And then you know what, dogs, uh, dogs, dogs still alive. Yeah. I don't see other dogs like chastising other dogs. Like you taking that human medicine? Yeah. You, what, you <laughs> yeah. your balls yeah. too? Um, it's it's. It's fucking stupid, but there's, well, there's things, there's things out there from medical professor, professors, professionals, God damn it. First of all, do you want to say something real quick? Well, what I was going to, you know, talk to you about was the article that you sent out, uh, you know, it was probably a couple weeks ago and the headline is FDA playing, playing bait and switch with Americans, tricking them into believing shots currently being offered have been granted full approval 
when they have not. Yeah, let's go through this article. Like, yeah. R- just read the first couple of paragraphs. It's all right there in it. Okay, so what this article entails, it says, The U.S. Food and Drug Administration's announcement Monday that it had granted full approval to the COVID shots being offered by Pfizer is riddled with deceptions meant to trick the American public into thinking they have no choice but to take the jab while at the same time protecting a major pharmaceutical company from legal liability. What was actually given full approval was a separate Pfizer-BioNTech uh, Bio, vaccine product, which goes by the name Comirnaty. But Comirnaty is not even currently available in the U.S. This is part of a s- cynical plot to protect Pfizer from broad legal liability and also to snooker U.S. employers into mandating the vaccine for their employees. Yeah, so basically the point there is that they, the FDA granted approval for something that isn't the current shot that people are getting. It's for something else that could potentially be the shot. So, but just as long as the headline gets out that, hey, Pfizer's got FDA approval, then sweeping measures start to roll out and it's like well there you go the government has deemed it safe therefore everyone should take it and for anyone who does decide to go out and get the vaccine if you, if that does end up being the decision you make ask them to see the vial if it doesn't say community on it it's not the approved vaccine if that matters to you yes in all honesty and we've said this a hundred times i don't give a flying fuck if anybody gets the jab or not sure like I don't care. If I cared, I would have gotten it myself, and I wouldn't go to places where I would fear that I would interact with those who didn't get the shot. If I was so beholden to this idea that the vaccine is the savior and the end to this COVID thing, I understand that line of thinking. I want to break people of that line of thinking as far as thinking that those who don't get the shot are the perpetual carriers and they're the only reasons why this is going to continue to be a thing. Yeah, that's the thing that's really pissing me off. That's the only. That's, if I they're, ever, they're it, made, they're turning us into fucking the whipping the boys. untouchables. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing where I actually want to affect change is changing the way people think about those who are skeptical of the jab. Because as long as they start to, you know change the narrative in such a way where they make it seem so much less than what the skeptic, all they're doing is they're just trying to take off the edges to what the skeptics are bringing up. Just, Oh no, 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 no. It's FDA approved now. Oh no, 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 no. Look, we've got months and months of this. Like it's not hurting people. It's not deforming that like, no, 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 no. All the other things that you heard before, that's horse dewormer. You don't, don't take that. Listen to all these bad stories about what's happening to people taking horse dosages of this other thing that you thought was this great savior. That's not the savior. This is, Look at all the things that we've done over here. We've researched this at nauseum. It's it's safe. It's like, yeah, but you're 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 lying by omission. You're you're dumping all of this uh, you know, effort into trying to get this jab through for reasons that I believe we covered earlier with the hourly struggle video it's because there's tens of billions of dollars at stake and you're not hundreds. If, it, if it's ongoing, if they do it 
two shots every year. That's uh, that's a trillion dollar industry. Yeah, in ten years and growing. Yeah, and growing. And so, just because of that, you're not even going to have the resources to put towards anything else. Because there's no money in right. ivermectin. Yep. There's no money in generic drugs that are already out there that are proven effective. And that's why I don't give a shit if this thing doesn't cause a single bit of harm to anybody and does exactly what it says it's supposed to do. It should still be up to the individual who wants to get it. And for those who don't, there should be just the same amount of research into other means of treating COVID. You know what I'm waiting for? Ivermectin to be illegal. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, they have already stopped a lot of uh, no, doctors no, from being able to prescribe well, it. I'm sh- well, that's just the drug companies not paying the fucking doctors off. I'm no, talking that's about, insurance. I'm talking about making it illegal yeah. to buy that's, Ivermectin. That's a stage that we'll likely end up getting to because, remember, we talked about this last summer. When everything was still kind of unknown as far as what the official narrative was. Right. Two masks, three masks, six masks. Can you talk about hydroxychloroquine? Can you talk about Regeneron? Can you talk about vitamin D and a Z-Pack and all this other shit? Are you al- And you weren't allowed to talk about any of that. It's already, ivermectin is now the, it's the hydroxychloroquine of 2021. Right. You can't talk about it. You can't spell it in YouTube videos without the video getting pulled. But if we go back to just last year. When the vaccines were just getting shipped out, there's plenty of evidence that is now nuked off of the Internet. But here's one at a Senate hearing when they were trying to talk about the development of outpatient treatments. And this is before we had the vaccine to rely on. Take a listen to this. I want to talk about and I want to talk about that we have a solution to this crisis. There is a drug that is proving to be of miraculous impact. And when I say miracle, I do not use that term lightly. And I don't want to be sensationalized when I say that. That is a scientific recommendation based on mountains of data that has emerged in the last three months. When I am told, and I just had to hear this in the opening sentence, that we are touting things that are not FDA or NIH recommended, let me be clear. The NIH... Their recommendation on ivermectin, which is to not use it outside of controlled trials, is from August 27th. We are now in December. This is three to four months later. Mountains of data have emerged from all from many centers and countries around the world showing the miraculous effectiveness of ivermectin. It basically obliterates transmission of this virus. If you take it, you will not get sick. That's... Booyah. Pretty hefty fucking words from almost a year ago. Booyah. And and that's what I'm saying. It's like everybody that wants to poo-poo on the studies of ivermectin, that's fine. Have your, have your uh, medicine wars. But don't poo-poo on me for shitting on the vaccine studies and being skeptical of that. Mm-hmm. I when rather, ivermectin's been around fucking a lot longer than a vaccine. Yeah, it, it's it's clear as day. It's plain as day. The reason why ivermectin isn't getting the love that a shot is, is only because of the money yep. that it can make. That's it. Yep. Yeah. They don't give a flying fuck if it gives you Bell's palsy, if it takes you off this planet. 
they don't care. They get paid by the jab. That's why they want more jabs out there. They don't give a flying fuck if it's actually doing dick. And and for all those people out there that, you know, look at these trials and go, well, you're not giving double blind studies and all these other requirements that you throw out there. Well, then request that we start doing those studies. Those studies are being blocked for the, you know, big pharma companies to release their new untried medications on you, the public. Yeah. So it's a little bit of, you know, circuitous conversations. We've we've covered this a million fucking times on this on this show but when there's new things that come up about it new sweeping measures that come out forcing people into this it i i can't lose the sight that there's still other shit out there and there's also people that just cannot take the fucking shot so you're 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 dividing now you spent all of 2020 dividing us based on race and political affiliation now you're dividing us on well the continued political affiliation but now willingness to take a drug that's where we're at. I, where's all this? Where'd all, where'd all the Black Lives Matter people go? By I the don't way? know, but I'm going to the feed store tomorrow. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Before Ivermectin's illegal. I'm going to stock go. up on that shit. Well, hey, uh, you know, for all you people out there that think the savior is still out there and that he's going to take the country back over, those that think Agent Orange himself was going to be the answer, which for me, you know, government was never the answer, nor is Big Orange, but... He has released his first campaign ad. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, play some of that for you fine folk out there. It's a minute long. Enjoy. Proceeding in a secure and orderly way. How did President Biden get this so wrong? They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. This has been a disaster. The Taliban is not... The, South, the North Vietnamese Army. It looks like Saigon 2.0 to me. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. This tragedy was completely preventable. We told you Joe Biden was not up to the job. Now we're seeing the devastating consequences of his incompetence. Biden vacationed while Afghanistan collapsed. American military equipment was plundered. And now America weeps over the lives sacrificed due to Biden's surrender. Stand up for America. Go to DonaldJTrump.com today. Help us fight back. Save America is responsible for the content of this message. Of course it is. Save America. Oh, Jesus Christ. Save America. <laughs> Save America by thinking about Afghanistan. Yeah, we need Trump. We need Trump in there to talk to the Taliban some more. I'll be honest. If you if you're talking about saving America, I don't give two flying fucks about Afghanistan. I'm yeah. gonna just put it out there like that. It's and, not gonna and save I'm sorry, America. if one of your points that you're throwing out there yet a fucking again for a new president is vacation time. I mean, go back every I, president. Yeah, every takes goddamn vacation. president. Yeah. It, that's the shittiest political ad I've ever fucking heard in my life. It's like, don't take, you Until know, vacation during a big issue. And I'm like, when is there a time during your presidency that there's not a big fucking issue going on? Yeah. I first of all, I don't give a flying fuck about presidents taking yeah. a vacation um, or bad shit happening on their watch. It happens to every president. Uh, they forget the negative that happened while they were president. They only take credit for what they think is good. 
Uh, I think it's fucking hilarious that Trump's trying to take credit for the Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine while he got booed by his own people in Alabama because they don't really give a fuck, flying fuck about the political affiliation of who's pushing the vaccine. Um, yeah, I- I'll be honest. Trump, don't run. Yeah. I voted please. for you in 2020 and I've had enough of your shit. We don't need you. I don't want you. You're ineffective as a leader. You fucking suck. Um, the only time you did anything halfway right was after you lost an election, which you shouldn't have lost, but, uh, it's only because you didn't play as dirty as the other side did. You should have went even lower, but you weren't serious about it. You'd rather talk shit and you're the people you surround yourself with are some of the worst fucking people on the planet. And you, you champion yourself over firing people, but you're incapable of hiring the right person the first time. You suck as a leader. You don't know how to wield power. I'm fucking tired of I, Trump. I mean, yeah. dude, it, the guy's had how many bankruptcies and then you expect him to run the fucking country. That's, yeah. That's, that's my, that was my whole point and with caused, Trump the whole fucking time. I mean, the guy's, the guy's a fucking, he's a he's schmuck. He's a piece of he's shit. He's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. That's I mean, he, he put how many people into bankruptcy because he couldn't pay them for yes, the work they did on exactly. it, on his constructions? Right. I mean, the guy's a piece of shit. But either way, I mean, the big thing, the big takeaway here is, for me is stop throwing these 70-something, 80-something fucking candidates out there. I'd like to see from any party that puts a candidate out there, mid-40s, please, let's put some youth into this shit and see someone with some up-to-date fucking ideas. Now, let's put there. some youth in the Senate. They're out there, but here's the thing. We've already covered this. There's no establishment support for newbies. Nope. So that's why they're, never, they're always going to run and they're never going to win. Uh, and I personally don't give, and I've said this and I'm going to remain consistent on this. I don't give a flying fuck about Trump's personal dealings pre president. I I'm not voting for him to be a construction manager. I don't give a fuck if he put people out of business. That's for those people to go after him. Um, it just shows his management skills. That's all. Uh, That's all a president is, is a fucking manager. That's it. Yeah. You got to manage people. And if you can't manage people, then you're going to be a shit president. And he obviously can't manage people. Well, there's a way so to that's think why about he's that. A shit pe- he, he can run shit. into bankruptcy 95 different times and still own buildings. Well, so in a way, he's a very good manager. That's why I don't even want to get into this personal shit. Let's no, judge I, him I, based I'm, on the shit he talked when he was president and what he did. We can actually judge him on that. He's not running for construction president of a building I'm going to live in, so I don't, I don't care. He's running the same way and he's going to put the same dumb shit uh, out there the same way he got into office and the same way I'm asking people to not just buy whatever the fuck comes up. Like, well, because it's not Biden and it must be good. No, no. I'm going to actively speak out against Trump if he's running this time mm-hmm. because he was so inept that... He doesn't deserve another go. He's not going to come in and do anything any different or any better than he was than he did the first time. And no matter what anybody has to say and bitch about Biden, and there's a lot, and you're going to have three more years to bitch about him. You don't you don't get Biden if Trump was was doing the things that you think he was doing. 
If he was as good as you think he was, Biden wouldn't be in there. Right. Same thing. For all those motherfuckers that think Obama is the greatest motherfucker that's ever been president. You don't get a Trump if there's not a backlash to all the fucked up shit that he did. Mm -hmm. And you can go on and on and on and backwards through history. Um, and see, that's one of the things. I mean, after every presidency, I hear, oh, this is going to be the best president we had, or this is going to be the worst president we had. And I'm sorry, since JFK, you can pretty much line up all the leaders we've had. And they're, when you go brass tacks down to the fucking dollar, the end balance, they all probably end up just around the same fucking place. I mean, I I just don't have any desire to go through another Trump running, an, another Trump candidacy. I voted for you because I sincerely think that out of the levels of shit, he is less shit than Biden. Uh, but I don't want him back. It's time for somebody that we don't know. Like, I know after the election, we, we made... Some predictions and comments about who we thought was going to take over, you know, who was going to run and probably get the nomination. And I don't give a fuck what name we threw out there. I don't think it's going to be any of them. I, Because I don't want there to be. I want it to be somebody that we don't know who the fuck it is yet. Because it's not some establishment fucking hack. Not even Dave? Uh, well, I'm, he didn't ever come up. Mm. We we brought up Nikki Haley and uh, Ron yeah. DeSantis, Tom Cruise, you know, or Ted Cruz and, you know, all the all the names that we're aware of now. And that was well before Dave even mentioned Well, anything. I am very interested uh, to see how um, Dave Smith emerges. Just with, I mean, I know, you know, libertarian candidates just is usually destined for the, you know, heap. But still, I, I really want to see if, you know, his semi quasi celebrity has anything to pull for the libertarian well, next party. Next year, when Biden steps down, the washout will be apparent then then you then you'll see how the field is going to line up at least on the democratic side yeah it's far too you'll early. see it i mean we're still a year away from yeah from midterms yeah. like yeah anybody but, even talking about elections in 2024 it's like dude that is three lifetimes politically yeah. like but, there's, there's no there's no gauge the, the the it doesn't matter what direction the wind's blowing now everything we're experiencing now is not even going to be a speaking point two years from now. Yeah. Or, or I just, I just now. know that cackles does not have a chance No, She, she does not have a chance. No. Mm. And she's so pretty much gone to MIA. Like, yeah. Well, she's in Vietnam, you know, I mean, did you hear about the COVID shit over there? No, but I did Where's hear this? about I did hear about her paying homage to the uh, monument that the Japanese <laughs> erected or the, the Vietnamese erected yes. for uh, shooting down John McCain. Right. And she thought it was like in memoriam to something great. And I'm like, well, it kind of is. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. That's a dumb cunt that we have as a uh, freaking, you know, vice president. Vice president. Jesus There's Christ. There's so many examples of that right now. Like yeah. the, the level of incompetence is only growing greater. Like you have generals in our army that are posting pictures of British military flying back from the Middle East, talking about, well, if this picture doesn't speak a thousand words, so brave, God bless our troops. And I'm like, that's a different country, you stupid fuck. Yeah, if you if you got the first word wrong, the other 99 don't mean shit. But it's just anybody paying attention can 
cannot have any faith in any of these people. No. It's, it's, it's a continuation of the world's longest joke, and we're all... It, it's easy to, to sit back and say, you know, fuck all this, fuck all this, whatever. But I guarantee you, when the election time comes, everybody will get back in their camps and get oh, all heated yeah. up. They'll mm-hmm. be right on their tribe. And um, it's going to be... And and then every and we'll all have to suffer through what a bunch of dumb fucks do to <laughs> us. I mean, that's yeah. I've been suffering through it my entire life, and I'm just putting myself on record on Labor Day of 2021 that I will not be in the Trump camp uh, if he chooses to run again. I I gave it my all. Uh, for re-election, it didn't happen. Time to fucking move on. I want nothing to do with the man. Neither yeah. will I. And it's not uh, buyer's remorse or, or whatever the fuck it could be. Like, oh, well, because you didn't win. Oh, well, now you're going to turn your back on him? No, it was literally between Biden and Trump. I wanted Trump. Trump didn't win. Now Biden's in. You can't keep working on the same. Uh, you're not playing the same game from a year ago. Yeah. yeah. All, well, the very least, all of the variables are different. It's going to be a very different uh, situation in a couple years he failed in my eyes and i was hoping that maybe because of the moves he made near the end of his presidency that four more years he might actually maybe start to only fuck up half the things that he fucked up in the first run but you, you didn't get back in immediately you don't get another chance just go the fuck away yeah and for the love of god just please serve up somebody who's not on goddamn life support or, you know, isn't on the verge of not being able to tell, you know, their fucking, you know, dog from their, you know, son. Well, I don't give a fuck about age because uh, there's some badass old dudes out there, <clears throat> Ron Paul, that uh, would <laughs> wipe the floor with all these fucks. All I'm so. saying is have just, you know, and there's plenty control of, over your faculties. There's plenty of fucking retards that are young. In fact, sure. the majority of young people are fucking oh, yeah. clinically retarded. Yeah. So age has nothing to do with it, uh, in my book. I don't give a shit if you have to have a catheter. If you're talking about <laughs> getting the government out of my fucking life, you'll get my vote. Well, all I hope is our fine listeners come back to laugh with us next week. Yeah, come on. And uh, share this show with a friend. Get the word out there. Uh, I would love to see this bitch continue to grow so that we can uh, do bigger bigger things have independent episodes about football instead of cramming it in with vaccine talk (laughs) of which those episodes i probably will be sitting out most of them (laughs) you'll become a football fan before the end of the year oh Oh, i'm a football fan i just don't know how to talk about on a surgical level like you fellas well you have to pay attention yeah we can teach you yes we'll teach you it's not that hard yeah. Very easy, actually. Yeah. There's football all over yeah. the fucking place. You watch games every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's on. It's on. Thursday nights. Saturday Thursday, nights. Thursday through Sunday. Sunday. Monday nights. Well, yeah, Monday. We, yeah, we've already Monday, got yeah. Pat McAfee. He can take the sports and we'll take the rest of, you know, yeah, current Tuesday, events. Tuesday and Wednesday, you get off. But every <laughs> every other night, you're good. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, um, had a good time in Charlotte. Happy Labor Day. Go dogs! Shout out to Monet at the front desk at the Baymont at Wind, Windham, Wind, Rumham. Shout out, baby! And uh, I didn't mention this. <laughs> lingerie, fa- lingerie face. Exactly. I didn't say this during my story time, but shout out to that dude who was constantly in a wife beater 
sandals with socks with the ankle monitor on, chain smoking cigarettes at all hours of the day and night. You hold it down up there in Charlotte. We'll talk to you next week. Motherfucker guys. Roll Tide.